Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and on this episode of In the House, we're back with another episode of Who's in the House. Stick around. It is a different one. I was expecting the in the, the house button. sound, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah, we changed it up. It's a different show. Okay, a show within a show, and so you have to have a different different sting for that one. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah. and since you know, technically, we haven't released any episodes yet. I mean, you'll be episode four. You know, the fourth episode with technicians. Uh, but so welcome. That that was your surprise. Thank right you. There, I, I was very <laughs> surprised. Well. Uh, as those of you listening already know, In the House is a podcast about the major systems in the house, electrical, plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. But we wanted to get to know the men and women in the trades, the people that are helping to keep those systems running, keep your home safe and comfortable. And that's why we're calling this Who's in the House? Because, Mike, you are one of those who's in the house. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. Um, our guest today uh, is Mike Perry. Mike Perry, why don't you go ahead and tell us, uh, introduce yourself, what you do for the company and however, I don't know, when someone's, when you're meeting someone for the first time, you know, just forget the fact that you've got millions of people listening. Maybe, uh, maybe. <laughs> actually, if you can imagine that, that'd be great. But okay. Anyway, okay. Introduce yourself. So I am Mike Perry. Um, I am a drainage technician. I am also one of the drains department trainers. Um, if you're wondering what a drainage technician is, simply put, we unclog drains. That's, that's it. That's, that's like the crux of what you do. Basically. That's the, that's how many drain issues there are out there Yep, that you can have a full-time job mm-hmm. just dealing with the drains in the house. Absolutely. Um, where did you grow up? Are you from Utah? Yep. I'm from Utah. Uh, Pleasant Grove. Nice. Yeah. Um, what part of Pleasant Grove? Like where at? Uh, right near the high school. Near the high school. North of it. Okay. North of the high school. I, my wife grew up in Pleasant Grove as well. well. Uh, first North seventh East area. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. We live in Pleasant Grove right now. Yeah. And so we're, we're down by, uh, we're on Locust. Oh yeah. And so over by the rec center out there where do you live now are you still in pleasant grove no my wife and i live down in spanish fork spanish fork Mm -hmm. so all right let's let's talk about uh when you were growing up uh what kind of what kind of kid were you how would you describe yourself (laughs) i was the rambunctious rebel rouser really Uh uh-huh um what does rebel rousing look like in pleasant (laughs) grove uh usually raiding my dad's tool shed okay um Growing up, there were all these um, lots where we could ride our bicycles, um, and we'd ride our bikes and go to the dirt mounds. And Nice. More uh, orchards probably back then than, than there are now. Actually, how long ago was this? That, how old are you? I mean, I'm only 25. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes more sense. <clears throat> Every time my wife's driving around, she's like, I remember when this was all fields and yeah. orchards. <laughs> I'm like, well, that was a while ago. Right. <laughs> No, all the all the dirt mounds that we used to ride, though, those have all been turned into homes. Into homes yeah. now. Um, are you married, single? Married. Married. Um, kids? Not yet. Not yet? How long have you been married? Two years. Two years. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, you like you like marriage? I love it. Does that work out? For, well, you probably should say that. 
Uh, no, I, I really do. <laughs> I love being married. Well, yeah. What, what else would you say on a on a uh, podcast that your wife's going to listen to? <laughs> yes. Just kidding. Um, let's see. What do you do uh, for fun? Um, I like to play video games. Okay. Um, I'm a PC gamer. PC gamer. Yep. And so no Xbox, no PlayStation. You prefer? I prefer PC, PC. but I also have a PlayStation 4. Gotcha. Um, I'm also really into Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are you, do they have in Dungeons and Dragons, do they have like any certifications? Like, are you a level four dungeon master? Not formally, nothing like that, but, um, I'm kind of the forever DM in my friend group. So I'm, I rarely get to play as a character and I'm always running the campaigns. Are you good with that? Oh yeah. It's fun. So you don't have other groups where you can go and actually play as a player. You're just always the, the dungeon master. I could go to, you know, someplace like dragon's keep down in Spanish fork mm. and find a group to play with. But I really do enjoy the challenge of being a dungeon master and coming up with ideas and things on the how fly. often do you guys get together about every two weeks every two weeks mm-hmm. see my uh middle son is he got into dungeons and dragons probably um i don't know it's probably over a year now and they get together every other weekend and just some kids in the neighborhood and they go and play i'm like and i'm getting all excited for him i'm like I was like, when are you going to start running campaigns? Are you going to like start doing this stuff? And, but he's right now he's just enjoying being a character. And, and whenever a campaign ends, he's like, I need a new name. Mm Got to like come up with this. And he's, you know, got his little pouch of dice that he rolls and he comes home with his little sheet that he like marks things on. And I, I, I did not grow up playing Dungeons and Dragons, but I think that I would like that, that kind of game, but, uh, I never really got into it. So, uh, for me so that I can connect better with my son. Cause I'll, I'll ask him questions to try and like connect with him. But, uh, as most kids do, I don't know that they're great at like, <laughs> you know, explaining much of things. So break down, like, tell me something, give me an insider tip so that I can go home tonight and be like, yo, how did this go? And he's like, Whoa, dad, you know, so much. <laughs> I just want to be cool. Um, Maybe there's no help for me. I don't know that there's like one thing because <laughs> the campaigns are the campaigns are what the DM and how the players make them. Sure, the DM is more just to facilitate and make sure that the campaign keeps moving. Um, really, the biggest thing is ask him how it went. How did your fights go? Did you roll any high rolls or you know? So high rolls and fights. Yeah. Okay, I'll. Uh... I'll ask him those questions. Yeah. When when you first, when did you first get into Dungeons and Dragons? Um, I got into Dungeons and Dragons a few years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. So when like it was after high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So how did you get introduced to Dungeons and Dragons? So um, a coworker at um, my previous work was just they were just talking and. I'd heard of Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, I thought of the guys in the basement drinking the Mountain Dew and the Doritos and, uh, just, you know, oh, I rolled initiative, you know, that kind of thing. But <laughs> you, you don't, you don't eat Doritos and drink Mountain Dew? Not usually. No. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't dress up in cosplay or anything like that. Um, do other people? Oh, 
some people they go ham really when it comes to that yeah okay well yeah. hey more power to you yeah no it's awesome it's not my cup of tea but okay so you started out as a player mm -hmm. and got hooked yep. at what point did you uh transition to being a dungeon master um so i played a campaign with some friends and then just didn't play for a long time and i thought i want to play dungeons and dragons again but i don't have anyone that i know that actively plays so i just started talking to all my friends so i've actually got two groups that i play with right now there's a friend group with my wife and um, some of our friends and then i actually play with another group of guys here at any hour what yeah we have a dungeons and dragons <laughs> any hour group we do did anyone know about this <laughs> How come I have not been made aware of this? Well, you're welcome to join. Well, I don't know anything. I would, I would ruin the game. I don't. How many people can play? Oh, you can have as small as just a one-on-one -on -one player uh -huh. and dungeon master. Um, you can have, I think, up to like 12 people in a single campaign. How many people are like underground Dungeons and Dragons at any hour services? That I know of? Well, that are in the group. Oh, that are in the group? I'm just going to call them out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're not trying to put anybody on blast, but if you think they're good with it, hey, we got something to tease. If you want to know about the secret <laughs> underground Dungeons & Dragons ring. I'll give them a shout out. There's Dakota and Drains, Tyler Oaks and Sewers, um, Andrew Dean and Fleet, James Frazier, who's now in Drains, was in uh, Dispatch, um, Jeremiah Kahn, who's in Dispatch, and then, um, oh, and then there's another friend of Tyler's that's not at any hour, but his name is Han. Wow. Yeah. I cannot be the only person that's never heard of the Dungeons and Dragons ring <laughs> at any hour services. So anyone listening, if you are a Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons fan and you want to join this underground society <laughs> at any hour services, get a hold of Mike Perry. I'm sure it's mike.perry at anyhourservices.com. Yep, that's it. <laughs> uh, wow, that's amazing. So, like, you guys get together on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Like, what day? You say every other week? Mm -hmm. you, usually every other Sunday. Every other Sunday, huh? Yeah. How long do these, like, campaigns go? Um, or, or do you just do a game, or do you do an entire campaign? Oh, no, you can't do a whole campaign. Right, okay, that's what I get from my kids. They can go weeks, months, even years. There's groups that have played for 10 years and... That's come on guys. Yeah. Let's, let's wrap it up. Start a new one. <laughs> but, um, we usually play in a session between an hour to three hours, depending on how much time everyone has, but everyone's got family that they have to take care of and spend time with on Sunday. So we try and have a little bit of fun time for ourselves, but also be conscious of everyone's families. That's so. amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Well, there you go. I did not, not expect to uncover that nugget of truth <laughs> on the show. But this is where you come to get the scoop. Yes. Yeah. Austin, Cam, you guys uh, D&D &D fans? I am not. Cam. That was Cam. I've always wanted to, but I've never played it. Austin, the Same we, as you, Mike. Like where it's kind of like, I think I'd be into it. Should we go one Sunday? We should. And check it out. When's yeah. your next game? Well, do you have to start at the beginning of a campaign or can you just make a surprise appearance? Um, I can make a one shot for you guys. Just a one shot game where Well, we don't want like a special you... session. We want to interact with the we want to be brought into the fold, right? Austin? Like, yeah, I mean I feel like it's the only right way to do it. Right. You gotta kinda experience it. If we wanted to dress up, 
could we? I know you guys you don't. You could. I, I stream it on Twitch. Yeah. Man, we're learning all kinds of things. Yeah. Get at us after. Let us know when, when we're going to do this. Awesome. Okay. Maybe we go. Ch- Cam, you going to come too? No, Devin. Devin plays. Devin plays Devin too? Plays? Yeah. We. All right. All right. Okay, sorry for all the D and D talk, everyone. Uh, but we we just figured that out. That's 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 part of who Mike is, and that's why we're learning about who's in the house. Uh, okay, cool. So you said you game as well. Do you have like a go to game that you play? Not just not like game specific, but I like first person strategy shooters. So uh-huh. games like Counter Strike, um, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, the Search and Destroy missions within Gotcha, Call of Duty, things like that. So. Does your wife enjoy the same things that you do as far like, is she playing Dungeons and Dragons and gaming with you as well? Yeah. So she plays Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons with um, a different friend group um, or with the other friend group, not the, uh, not the any hour hour guys. Yeah. Um, But she doesn't play video games. Um, But yeah, we, we but she's supportive. Yeah. She's supportive. Very supportive. Uh, well, that's really cool. Um, so that's what you do to, to have fun. Is that, is that also like what you do to unwind or are those two different things? Like after a, let, let's say it's not the weekend. Let's say you've had a hard day clear, clearing drains or whatever. Uh, well, what does your day look like? Does it, uh, how early does it start? How late does it end? Um, so usually it's a nine to five schedule. So I arrive at the first home uh, at nine o'clock and then I will take calls until five o'clock in the evening. Okay. Um, and I'm running usually anywhere between three to five calls per day. Is uh, okay. So you're getting home at a at a pretty reasonable hour. Do you, do usually. you like take calls up until five, or your last call usually ends around five? I usually take calls until five. So um, once you get home, you've had a hard day of you know clearing drains. What do you do to unwind or relax? I. Just genuinely like to genuinely like to spend time with my wife. Nice. Um, she helps me unwind. She just gets me. You know, she knows when I'm when I've had a rough day or when I've had a good day, and she knows sometimes I just need a little bit of space. And she's like, "Okay, I'll be in the other room." That's awesome. But, yeah. So, um, when you were in high school, <laughs> did you have an idea of what your career path was going to be i'm i'm assuming that it was not like going into the trades because most people you know most people i would say that i talked to in the trades unless you're like you know an old timer that was like Mm -hmm. you know roped into it early on and you knew you were going to do that uh, there's not a whole lot of people that when they're in high school on career day like hey what do you want to do like i want to be a plumber right so talk to me about what you thought life was going to be like for a career so I never thought I was going to be in the trades. Never. Never, ever. Not, didn't even consider it. Didn't even know it was a thing. Well, I knew it was a thing, but oh, I didn't consider right. it. <laughs> so what did you consider? What, what did you want to do? What did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I was actually studying uh, biotechnologies. Really? Mm-hmm. Biotechnologies. Mm-hmm. And um, what did you want to... You were doing that in high school or that's what you went into Well, that's college? what I went into in college. In high school, I was just a plastic bag in the wind. You okay. Know, I was just, just whatever, like, whatever happens. So how did you settle on biotechnology? Why did, what it, what was it about that? That was like, ah, I, I think I want to do this. So there, there as with biotechnology, there's a lot of different areas you can go. It's medicine. Um, it's research. I wanted to go into the research side. Gotcha. Um, 
and start your own laboratory and get grants or you wanted to go and work for like uh, a laboratory that was already like started on that stuff? Yeah, I was, my initial plan was to go work for a laboratory mm. um, and just, you know, I don't know. I I didn't have a set plan. My sure. idea was just, oh, I'm going to study biotechnologies. I'm going to do stem cells and I'm going to find ways to prevent or, or cure Alzheimer's and arthritis and things like that. Um, but, you know, I, I'm very, I don't, I don't usually have a big plan for anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but that, that was my just rough plan is just, I'm going to do this mm. and wherever that takes me, it takes me kind of thing. Um, so at what point along that path, mm-hmm. did you decide this, this isn't for me? Just when I was enough in debt to think this isn't, this doesn't feel right and that I wasn't passing classes so I'd have to retake the class and then dive more into debt and mm-hmm. things like that. And, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so, so what did you do? How, I, what I'm trying to figure out is How I want to find the path from, from uh, biotechnologies yeah. into, uh, you know, working here at any hour. So what happened after that? Were you working at the time? Yes. Uh, so, what were you doing? So I worked for a security company um, first um, and that's where I met Jeremiah, who referred me to Any Hour. Mm. Um, but I was working for a security company, didn't like it, moved on. When you say security, like you were a bouncer at the club? No, uh, home security. Home security, like yeah. uh, doing like alarm sales yeah. or things like that. Yeah. Were you in sales or installs? Um, I was in kind of this weird hybrid position where it was sales retention. Oh, gotcha. So before the system had been installed, the customer would call in and say, hey, I don't want the system anymore. And I'd say, but wait. Yes, gotcha. you do. <laughs> um, so it was kind of a weird situation there. Um, I didn't like the job, so I moved on to a different job that I really, really hated. And at that point, I said... Same type of work, or what kind of work was that? It was pest control over the phone. Gotcha. Um, Cold calling people, or was it like le- leads, like, hey, I hear you got roaches? It, it, was, it was leads. I mean, when you think of a pest control company, you don't think massive call center, so our... The, place where i was working we serviced the entire nation and Mm. just took overflow calls so we serviced hundreds of pest control companies across the nation i gotcha but any i i didn't like the job and so i was in a really low spot i hated what i was doing and i just sent a message out on facebook were you married at this time yes okay so you were married yep wasn't digging it Mm -mm. okay so you sent a message out on facebook like a public post yep just a public post and said hey i'm looking for a job whatever you have i'm gonna take it okay um, and then Jeremiah said, apply at any hour. You're going to love it. It's going to change your world. And I thought, I don't want to be a tradesman. Tradesmen are dirty, vulgar, vile dudes. I don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, what the heck? Let's just take a shot in the dark. So I applied. And the first day, it was back then we did uh, the fleet meetings every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I walked in the room and thought, oh, my word. This this isn't what I thought tradesmen were, you know. Um and from the get go I was I was sold. I mm. I I wanted to work at any hour. There wasn't anywhere else that I wanted to work. So when you did you get other uh recommendations? Like did you look into other things uh at the time when you were like trying to weigh your options? No. No. As, any hour was, was the first one to respond. Gotcha. And I went in the next day after they responded. And I just stopped handing out my resume. I thought, and I had a beard down to here 
at the time. Touching the middle of your chest for those listening. So big old beard. Yeah, big old beard, big long beard. Um, and at any hour, everyone is clean shaven every day. Um, and so when I walked in the room, I thought, oh boy, I'm going to be in big trouble if I want to work here. But after I had my first interview, I went home and my wife had only known me with a beard. Mm. And I said, honey, I need to shave my beard. And she just started, she looked at me in shock and thought, what are you talking about? I said, I'm meeting with, uh, with Jeremy tomorrow. I need to shave my beard. She said, no, just wait until the end of the interview. I said, no, I need to let them know. I am so serious about this job that I'm, it's gone and it, it hasn't come back since. So, <laughs> wow. Was that, uh, so your wife had never, so I'm assuming she liked the beard or was it one of those things where it's like, well, if you want to. No, she loved. She the loved beard. the beard, because mm-hmm. like I, I grew a beard out once. Yeah, uh, when I wasn't working here, obviously. Right. And uh, my wife tolerated it. That's <laughs> what I would like <laughs> say. And so she was not unhappy to like uh, you know see it gone. And when we like go on a vacation, if I don't you know shave for a few days, yeah, she's like ready for me to come back to work. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, okay. So you shave, mm-hmm. you meet with Jeremy. Um, Jeremy's the general manager for those that, you know, are listening that don't know the, the org chart here at any hour. Um, okay. So how did it go? Well, I mean, you work here, but like, yeah. talk, talk, talk to me about that. I sat down with Scott, who is the plumbing manager, um, or one of the plumbing managers. And at the time he was the drains manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't necessarily a talk about like, you know, here's why any hour is awesome or here's the awesome benefit packages, you know, the things that you get from most other places. He mm-hmm. just sat down and talked to me one-on-one and I just kind of in an act of desperation, just put everything on the table. I was like, listen, I'm newly married. I'm stuck in school. I've got a pile of debt. I'm not going to be doing well in school. I, I'm stuck and I just need something for me so that I can provide for my wife and my future kids and everything like that. And he said, dude, I totally get it. In fact, I was in school before I started working trades, before I became a plumber. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And then it turned into, and here's why we think this would be uh, a great career for you. for you. Um, and we just had a really one-on-one down-to-earth talk. And I was like, this was cool. Mm. And then um, after that, um, I came in for the second interview with Jeremy. Um, they gave me the job and then it was training from there ever since. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how long have you been here? Two years, two years. Mm-hmm. So when you, uh, when you met with Scott, like at what point did you, did you think like, okay, this is, this is where I want to work. Cause like you said, like, uh, I don't want to be a tradesman. I don't think I'd like the culture or the mm-hmm. type of people that you have a stereotype in mm-hmm. your head. Uh, but then you walk in and it looks and feels different than you expected. Mm-hmm. Then you go through the interview process. At what point did like, what was said, what was done? When did you think like I'm shaving the beard mm-hmm. to like impress Jeremy? So I made the decision to shave the beard after the interview and everything with Scott with Scott. Yeah. Um, but I was just impressed by, you know, at the meeting, um, by the way that everyone carried themselves, um, there was food after the meeting. So there was a blessing on the food and just the way that everyone carried themselves and the way that the employees were treated. It wasn't just, you know, you're 
your employee number is one three zero six nine nine three kind of thing, and I don't know, you weren't treated like a number; you were treated like people here, um, and I don't know. I, 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 it's kind of hard to remember at this point, but I just remember being awestruck, frankly. I mean, by the way that people, the way that everything, the way that the meeting went, the way that people were smiling and greeting each other. I had so many handshakes and smiles as I walked in the door and I was just wearing my, you know, some nice get up with a beard. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, any hour just shook me to my core. And I thought this, if this is how this company operates, this is, what I want to be a part of. This is who I want to be. Hmm. Um, when you went home and explained it to your wife, they're like, Hey, I think this is what I'm going to do. This is where I want to go. What are the things you said to her? Like what kinds of questions did she have and how did you explain what we are to her? Yeah. So I remember going home and I was just firing just, Hey, here's what happened here. Here's what happened here. Um, and I didn't say that I need to cut my beard until after I listed all the cool things and sure. all the good things that happened. Um, but her, she was, you know, excuse me. Um, she was um, asking the questions, you know, how was the interview? How do you feel about the company? Um, and I was just firing off. I was like, oh my gosh, they're so cool. Everyone there, like, they don't look like tradesmen. They look like nice guys. They look like missionaries for anything. Um <laughs> And she was like, oh, that's so great. She, and, and so what, what's the next step? And that, that's when I said, well, I got to meet with the general manager tomorrow and I need to shave my beard. <laughs> and that's when, that's when it went from, wow, this is so exciting. I'm so happy from you too. No, 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 no. That was a deal breaker for her, huh? <laughs> it, I felt like it was. Yeah. Yeah. But so, um, okay. So you come in, you meet with Jeremy, um, and they offer you the job. You come in, you start training. Once you got here, you know, uh, was it what you thought it would be? Absolutely. Um, so now that you're here, mm -hmm. uh, talk to me about what it's like. Like, what are your favorite parts of, have you been in drains the entire time? Yes. Yep. Um, so talk to me about what you, what you like about the, the drains department. The drains department is a super solid group of guys. Um, everyone is willing to help each other. Um, you know, if you need a day off or something, everyone's willing to step up and take the extra calls. Um, everyone cares about our customers, um, making sure that we give them a, every option that we give is something that'll either make the home more comfortable or more safe. Um, and it's not, there's no, there's no competition inside of the department that isn't positive. So it's, Hey, I want to win, but I want you to win too. Um, everyone, everyone just brings each other up and the, the department's just thriving. It's an amazing department to be part of. Gotcha. Um, talk to me about the experience of, of going out and. Cause I mean, when you go into a situation, a lot, one thing that I think is probably consistent amongst the trades mm -hmm. is that when we show up to a home, 
the you know the customers usually unless you're giving a bid on something that they're doing to upgrade but mm-hmm. it, for service work like we do a lot of times a customer is in a uh, a negative kind of mm-hmm. situation in the house because something broke it's never convenient this is interrupting their life uh, you know talk to me about uh, you know interacting with with the homeowners and and what that's like yeah it's a lot of fun um, I love interacting with our homeowners um, we get to meet some really awesome people and at the end of the day we get to make their life better because we're fixing their problems mm. um, and so usually you know they can be a little standoffish or uptight at first but we just show them hey we're here to help we're friendly. <laughs> Would you describe yourself as a people person? Absolutely. Yeah. So you've, are you an extrovert? Like, are you outgoing and like always been someone who loves the, you know, conversation and company of other people? Yes, but I don't like instigating it. Okay. Yeah. So you're a sociable person, but you're, you're not going to go out of your way to, to right. initiate the yeah. conversation. Yeah. That's good. Um, how has that skill or that personality style, how has that served you in what you're doing? Um, it's actually, it's actually kind of been a disservice. Um, how's that? And I've had to correct it because, um, I mean, it'd be awkward if, you know, I came into your home and you, you know, you're expecting me to come do the work and I don't say anything to you. I'm just like, all right, here's the business. Just slap the receipt on the table, you know, and do something like that. Um, so I've had to overcome that and find ways to be personable or find something of common interest or even just something to, to talk about. Hmm. So it, but once I get past that initial hump of, all right, I got to break the ice once I'm in, it's, it's a lot better. Do you have a uh, a go to icebreaker that you that you use to like help yourself, you know, get past that initial starting the conversation? Not really. Not really. It's just I'll try and find something interesting within the home. You know, I mean, when you when when you walk in your door, Mike, what do you have just within the door? Say within the first ten fifteen feet of the door. Uh, the kitchen table. Kitchen table. I like to eat. Okay. I want to. I don't want to have to go very far. No, I'm just kidding. It's a small house, so <laughs> that's where the kitchen is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I see what you mean. You got like pictures of the family, or yeah. you know, things that that uh, you want to make a good impression on anyone coming into the home. So you're probably going to put things there that you uh, are interested or mm-hmm. interested in or find interesting. So mm-hmm. so you just identify something there and ask questions about it. Yeah. It could be a family picture. It could be, you know, a lot of people in Utah, they love to hunt. So talk about the, the nice mount that they have on the wall or or something obscure. There was one, I remember one homeowner there, they had a, like a 10 foot by eight foot puzzle in their living room. Hmm. And my family loves to puzzle. So that's immediately where my eyes went. That was the icebreaker. And we were off to the races. Nice. So. What kinds of things can you see that are Dungeons and Dragons indicators? <laughs> Usually it's a poster or, you know, some of the, the handbooks, the hard copy handbooks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
sometimes some people have like um, medieval armor or swords and things like that. So I don't know. It's just, or, or even just like a little figurine that's that big, you know, just, there's just a handful of things. You just recognize you just, it. Yeah. You just walk in and you go, oh, this person rolls initiative. <laughs> See, it took me a second there, like rolls initiative. Like that's an insider term. Yeah. Like that's cool. Uh, soon to be one of those insiders. Yes. Austin yeah. and I. We're gonna we're gonna be rolling deep on those initiatives soon. What's an initiative? Initiative is basically your marching order for a fight. Uh, yeah. I noticed that the shapes of the dice are different. Yes. Like does each shape is one of them like, hey, here's your attack moves, here's your retreat moves, here's your kind of power. Yeah. So you have a twenty sided die, which is you roll it for initiative, you roll it for ability checks, which is whether or not you jump over a, a crack in the wall or a crack in the, uh, the floor, or it could even be, you know, do I remember or understand what this creature is? So you'd roll the 20 sided die mm -hmm. and that would help determine the outcome. So that we're not too, you know, much of a hindrance yeah. on our first game. You should probably send us, like find us a YouTube video that's like a, you know, don't look dumb at your first Dungeons and Dragons game. Okay. Like send us that video so that we can uh, know things like here's what this dice like does. How to D&D &D 101 kind of thing. Yeah, something like that. I mean, yeah. we could probably type that in and find it ourselves. But <laughs> <laughs> See, the biggest thing is it's such a broad game uh -huh. that the how to D&D &D videos are going to be like 30 minutes to an hour long just explaining, all right, here's your 20-sided die, and here's your 8-sided die, and your 4-sided die, and, like, all these different things. And then it's going to go into, you know, what kind of creature do you want to make? What do you want their class to be? Do you want them to be a fighter? Do you want them to be uh, a rogue? You know, thing, or do you want them to have magic powers? You know, all right, there's, well. There's, it's, it's, there's a lot of layers. <laughs> it's like an onion. It's like an onion. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, earlier that uh, Jeremiah, did you say? Yes. Uh, introduced you to any hour. How mm -hmm. did you know Jeremiah? So he and I worked at the secure home security company together. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And he had he was working here at the time, or yeah, when when yeah when he referred me, yeah, he was working. Here. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, people that are out there that might be in a similar situation that you were, you know, not necessarily that are that are like what do i do mm -hmm. what would you what would you tell them about the you know the trades and mm -hmm. and getting into something yeah i'd say that i'd say that there's a lot of negative stigma about the trades but you i mean any hour has understood this you make what you want people to perceive and trades are an excellent i mean if you want to be one of those dirty dirty vulgar vile dudes um then you can do that and you can still make an excellent living in the trades but any hour has turned it into you you don't have to do that but you can still make an excellent living you don't have to feel dumb because you didn't go the college route um in fact i mean i don't know i the the trades are an excellent 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 way to go in fact, that a lot of the trades are dying because not enough people are wanting to go into them. So if you want something steady that's not going to go away, then trades are your way to go. 
how do we change that negative stigma, that stereotype that is in people's heads? By showing them what we do here at any hour, that mm-hmm. we are the best and that we, um, I mean, just have us come out to your house. We'll show you we're not that dirty, dull, that dirty, vulgar, vile dude. If you're in the Utah market, like yeah, we, yeah. we'll come to your house. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Otherwise, actually, just go and watch uh, our Along for the Ride series yeah. on YouTube. That'll You've been on that. I've been on one, yeah. Right? What did you think of that? That was awkward. Right, was I it? Mean, it? How was, long had you been here when, when, we, uh, when we documented your day? I don't even think six months. Really? Yeah. What was awkward about it? Help us, you know, make that less awkward. Give us your feedback about being on the show. I mean, it was it was fun, um, but it's awkward just knowing that there's a camera right there the whole time, you know. Um, and then it's kind of like Talladega Nights, you know. I, I don't know what no, to, do to do with, with my, my hands, hands you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's there's a lot of that. It's like I I don't know what to do here. Um, so. Did it get more comfortable as the day went on? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, when, once I was in the house, it was like, okay, you you can film whatever you want. I'm here doing work for this homeowner. But it was mo- most of the awkwardness just came while you were in the truck because you were driving and you're like, so you play the sports ball? You know, I don't know. <laughs> it was it was just one of those awkward things where I was like, I don't know what to say. I'll just turn on the radio. Okay. Hey, can we turn that down? We gotta we gotta have you on the mic. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> so uh like what what can we what we what can we do when we're going to be riding along with the tech to like make them feel you know more comfortable or like do we need do you feel like you were adequately prepared yes like knowing what to expect yes okay yeah it, it's 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 not that it's just the whole situation is awkward of just having a camera there sure a lot of people know? don't like that yeah all right i get it but Plus, I mean, plus your camera guy was the man, right? I mean, he made things easy. He made things just nice and relaxing. Well, Austin was really awesome. I enjoyed riding with Austin. It was a lot of fun. He's Austin's awesome. We call him Austin. Awesome, awesome. 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 Okay, so we don't call him that. That's why I can't say it. <laughs> he is awesome. But uh, all right, cool. Um, how does the training go? Uh, like, how did you get trained up like how do you how how are you learning about things because like when you started you you know you weren't in the trade right so what is that that's that's got to be appealing too. this is a way to like the drains department is a way to uh you know kind of get your foot in the door without having to have Mm -hmm. tons and tons of experience so we take a couple of things um that are you know as part of the plumbing system Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a way to kind of begin that journey. So talk to me about what the training process looks like. So for training and as a drainage technician, we have you in a truck for at least three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you're running calls. We're going over a little bit of technical, how we do, how we do our service system, things like that. And then other than that, I mean, you can, it, running drain equipment, it's really not that hard. Running a snake. Just about anyone could do it. The So we get them to that level, and then how well you want to succeed is determined by how much study you do. And if you ask my wife, she would tell you, I spent hours outside of work where I was watching YouTube videos, where I was reading plumbing forums, where I was, you know, just... I'd take pictures of weird things that I saw throughout the day and I'd go online and try and search them to figure out how they work and 
um, and just things like that. And so really we, we want to set you up for success, but if you really want to succeed, you've got to put in the work and that's just how it is. Not just in drains, but in every trade is if you want to do really well, you've got to know the materials that you work with, the types of homes that you're going into, um, you know, study some of the architecture of some old homes, things like that, you know? Um, but ultimately, yeah, I'd say the biggest, the biggest thing, if you want to be really, really successful is study, 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 study. And my wife can tell you this too. I used to wear myself out and I'd have nightmares about work. Not just, I mean, not necessarily about work, but, uh, you know, I'd get stuck in a dream where I couldn't diagnose a line or, you know, something started leaking and I was like, I don't know what to do here. So then I'd get up and I'd study it and I'd go back to sleep. And hmm. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, um, what kind of, uh, training ongoing training does, so there's obviously <laughs> if you want to master your craft, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have to go, uh, you know, and have some initiative and study some things on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what kind of continued education is there here at any hour? Yeah. So at any hour, if depending on which way you want to go, cause as a drainage technician, you can either stay as a drainage technician, you can go into, um, excavation sales or sewer sales. Um, or you can go into plumbing, um, in excavation sales, you can take school for that, but there's really, or there's no school for sales. So it's just, we'll, we have you read some books and things, on sales and get you um get you familiar with that concept and then if you want to go with the plumbing route um any hour has uh tuition reimbursement for trade school so hmm. i'm actually involved in that right now that's awesome mm-hmm. where do you uh go to school at uh mountain land technical nice that's where i did some electrical studies back in the day <laughs> back in my day i'm not that old homie <laughs> You wouldn't invite an old man to D&D? I might. Okay, you might. Well, you just did <laughs> earlier in the show. You invited an old man. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, before we go, um, you got any shout-outs? You want to say hi to anybody that's listening? Um, hi, Elise. I love you. Nice. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. All right, well... Um, now, before we end the show, we do have a segment, and this is another thing. Just like the, the music was a surprise... You don't know about this closing segment that we do. It's a segment called Don't Judge Me. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you a series of um, questions, <laughs> options. Like I'll give you, it's either or. Okay. And it's rapid fire. Don't worry about overthinking them. Okay. Because like the name of the segment suggests, no one's going to judge you because you said, hey, don't judge me. Okay. okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna shoot these things at you and just whatever comes to mind. Okay. Don't have to explain anything. Just answer away. Okay. Ready? I'm nervous, but okay. That's okay. Nervous is okay. You ready? I I think so. Yeah, let's go. All right. Spicy or mild? Spicy. Water or soda? Water. Country or pop? Country. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Summer or winter? Ooh. Ooh. Got him. Um, I'm going to go with winter. Okay. Uh, sweet or salty? Sweet. Football or basketball? Football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TV or movies? Uh, movies. 
Jim and Pam or Dwight and Angela? Ooh, that's a fun one. I'm going to go with Jim and Pam, though. Okay. The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Is there a third option? <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Is there a fourth option? So you can, you can, you can say pass. <laughs> pass. Okay. Hard pass. Uh, is that because you've seen the shows and like, no, or like, uh, never seen it. No interest. I've seen it. Oh, which one did you see? I think it was the bachelor. Well, were there a lot of women on the show or a lot of men? (laughs) That's probably, that'll help you determine which one it was. That's a fair point. Were they speed dating women or speed dating men? Uh, I've actually seen a little bit of both. Okay. Hard pass to both. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, bath or shower, shower. Pedicure or manicure? Ooh, petty. Um, flowers or chocolate? Chocolate. Pizza or burgers? Burgers. Does pineapple have any business being on pizza? Yes. I haven't had someone say no yet. Really? And like with all the controversy oh, okay. surrounding it, I would have I would have expected a no by now. Okay. And possibly a fist fight. Because I was like, staring down the camera, staring down the viewers, going, "Yep, it does." You were like, "Come at me, bro." I mean, I don't I don't usually put pineapple on pizza, just as a personal preference, uh-huh. but it has a place on pizza. All right. Yeah. Getting, getting technical with there with the answer, but you you so you don't like pineapple on pizza, but you don't hate on those that do. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know how you would have an, a Hawaiian pizza without pineapple. If I had to choose between just a plain cheese pizza and then a Hawaiian pizza with ham and pineapple, I'd choose the Hawaiian. I, I probably would too. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you. You have a great name, Mike. You too, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known this was going to be a great episode <laughs> just from the get. Like, who's our get? Oh, Mike's going to be on the show. Mike does well on these shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday with a new episode of In the House. If you'd like to know more about Any Hour Services, visit anyhourservices.com. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to In the, In the House. Ah, oh, he's got it. See ya. <laughs>